I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good afternoon. This is Brooke Howard with The Daily Beast. It's Wednesday, September 23rd, and these are the top stories the Cheat Sheet team is watching right now. One of the three Louisville Metro police officers involved in the death of Breonna Taylor has been indicted on charges. In a Zoom court hearing on Wednesday, the circuit judge said a grand jury had indicted Officer Brett Hankinson on three counts of wanton endangerment in the first degree, which means that he is basically being held accountable for his shots that went into nearby apartments, not Taylor's. Basically, Hankinson was charged for his behavior on the night of Taylor's death, but he was not charged for shooting at, hitting, or killing Taylor indicating that he did not produce the fatal shot. Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron said later Wednesday that the fatal shots were fired by Officer Miles Cosgrove. He and Officer Jonathan Mattingly, who also fired shots into Taylor's apartment, were not charged. According to Kentucky law, wanton endangerment is considered when an individual, quote, engages in conduct which creates a substantial danger of death or serious physical injury to another person and shows extreme indifference to human life. The charge carries a maximum sentence of fines of up to $10,000 and five years in prison. Taylor, a 26-year-old Black woman, was asleep in her apartment with her boyfriend March 13th when officers conducted a no-knock search warrant as part of an investigation into a suspected drug dealer who lived in a different part of town and had already been arrested. Taylor was shot several times, prompting an FBI investigation and a wave of protests. The charges in the case come days after the city of Louisville reached a $12 million settlement with Taylor's family and their wrongful death lawsuit over the alleged use of excessive force. The agreement also included several police reforms to ensure officer accountability and more oversight for search warrants. In anticipation of the grand jury's decision this week, both the mayor and the interim police chief made state of emergency declarations. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir activated the National Guard on Wednesday to prevent any fallout, and the mayor implemented a three-day curfew. The FBI continues their investigation of potential violations of Louisville police conduct and law in regards to the case. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg oversaw 169 clerkships over the course of her career, and at least 120 showed up and showed out on Wednesday for the late justice's public ceremony. The clerks lined up in socially distanced formation and served as pallbearers, bringing Ginsburg's casket to lie and repose in the Supreme Court in a moving display that called to mind a military demonstration. Pallbearers delivered the casket to a private ceremony for friends, family, and other Supreme Court justices in the court's great hall. Ginsburg's casket will lie in repose in the Supreme Court on Wednesday and Thursday before the late justice lies in the state at the U.S. Capitol, the first woman ever to do so. The CIA has reportedly made it more difficult for intelligence about Russia to reach the White House, 
And some officials are concerned that the information flow is being cut off to prevent President Trump from erupting in fits of rage. Politico has cited nine unnamed current and former CIA officials who claim that Director Gina Haspel has become reluctant to send Russia-related intel reports to Trump's desk. One official said Haspel was being so particular because she knows Russia-related intel will go under a microscope. But others said Trump's sensitivity around Russia is the reason that they hesitate to raise it. A CIA spokesperson said any suggestion that Haspel's decision-making is politically motivated is allegedly misguided. The Daily Beast reported earlier this week that a local healthcare organization was sponsoring a massive indoor country and Western concert and a COVID-19 hotspot. On top of it all, face masks were not going to be required. Well, two days later, the event has been abruptly canceled and organizers of the South Dakota event did not explain why. Initially, Chris Young was going to perform for thousands of people at the Denny Sanford Premier Center on October 24th, where, surely, droplets of germs would have been spread everywhere. The nonprofit Sanford Health of Sioux Falls was sponsoring the event in conjunction with the state's Republican Governor Kristi Noem. She endorsed the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally last month, where nearly half a million people gathered. One study estimated the rally resulted in more than 260,000 COVID-19 cases. I'm sure the president is not too thrilled about this. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, has landed a Time magazine cover as part of its yearly list of 100 most influential people. Writing for the magazine, late-night TV show host Jimmy Kimmel praised Fauci, saying he, quote, refuses to be pressured by politicians. We are all fortunate to have a man of his wisdom, experience, and integrity to help us navigate these difficult waters. Trump, who has frequently clashed with Fauci on how the nation should deal with the coronavirus pandemic, unfortunately also makes the list. However, his entry is not as uplifting and colorful. White House correspondent Brian Bennett noted in Trump's time write-up that he, quote, downplayed the severity of COVID-19 early on, refused for months to wear a mask, and pressured government scientists to change their recommendations. That showcases his influence, but not for any good reasons. After admitting that the packaging had, quote, overtones of servitude, Uncle Ben's rice is changing its name and tossing the logo of a fictitious bow-tied black rice farmer. Brand owner Mars reportedly had to survey thousands of consumers over the summer in order to realize how racist and demeaning the Uncle Ben's branding was. I guess they did not see it on their own. Many consumers told the company a caricature of minstrelsy was pejorative and that the logo made them feel uncomfortable. Mars announced plans to change the Uncle Ben's brand hours after Quaker Oats said it would retire Aunt Jemima from packaging on his brand of syrup earlier this year. With the new name of Ben's Original, the revamped products will reportedly hit shelves in 2021. That's all for today. Check back every weekday morning and afternoon for more of the news you need to know. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.